Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. You're listening to the podcast guaranteed to take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He's the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, international keynote speaker, ultra marathon runner, and the founder of Best Year Ever Coaching. Here is Hal Elrod. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your friend and host, Hal Elrod, and Goal Achievers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And today's really an inspiring episode with a very inspiring individual. And uh, I uh, I met this, uh, this woman, Melissa Weaver, who uh, she spoke at our event last year, Best Year Ever Blueprint. And she wasn't a technically a speaker per se at the event. Uh, she actually was a recipient of the Front Row Foundation uh, back when in 2013 she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she uh, received, uh, in fact, I'll have her share her, her front row story, so I don't want to go too much into that, but uh, she actually spoke at the event uh, when we, we hosted the Front Row Foundation, which is, if you aren't familiar with the Front Row Foundation, it's an organization, uh, a charity that I am very passionate about, and they send people that are braving life-threatening illnesses to the front row of the event of their dreams. It could be, you know, the World Cup or the Olympics or uh, a play or, a, you know, a uh, a concert, sporting event, you name it, um, and uh, and it's really the idea about a metaphor for not just going to an event, but really living life in the front row, being fully present and engaged, and living every day in the front row. It's it's really a, a beautiful beautiful foundation, and uh, and they they you know they they really focus on inspiring this kind of movement. And uh, Melissa has been uh, a huge part of of kind of carrying their their message and their mission for forward. And um, a little bit about Melissa. In 2013, as I mentioned, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as you would imagine, you know, life as she had known it changed forever. And she really does not define her life by cancer. Instead, her purpose and her identity are centered around the idea that she has chosen amongst all of the difficulty and the loss to really build a more purposeful life and become a source of inspiration for others. And she wants to be a source of inspiration for other individuals that are facing great adversity and tragedy. And to really carry that mission forward, she recently wrote a book entitled Reconstruction, Defying Cancer and Building a More Purposeful Life. And her ultimate mission is to create a life worth living. And she wants other people to know they are not alone. And she wants to be there to support uh, and be a voice of hope and inspiration for others. So uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful purpose. Melissa, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Hey, how I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, it it really it really is an honor, and um, I've been you know I've I've gotten to know you more over the last year since last year's best year ever blueprint, and uh, and and see your journey and and see your book come out, which is you know as a <laughs> fellow author, it's like such an exciting thing because I know you know how how big of a deal it is, <laughs> you know, to write a book and and uh, and publish it and all of that. So. Um, I, I would love to hear if you're if you're open to it. I'd love for you to share kind of your journey, and you know, you can start where you want. If you want to start in August of 2013, and what you know, what what it was like to have that diagnosis of cancer, and and how you came through that, and 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 you know, got to where you are today. Okay, so my journey did start in August of 2013. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 37, and after the diagnosis, I I 
before the diagnosis, I had a private practice. I'm a mental health therapist by trade, and I had a private practice. And unfortunately, I had to um, stop seeing patients and close that practice because I had to have chemo and radiation um, that would last for, for approximately a year. So in doing that, in, in making that very um, sad but crucial decision, it allowed me to spend that next year amongst all of the treatment to really kind of take a, a deep look at my life and how I was leading my life, what my goals were, what I wanted to accomplish, and how I was best connecting with other individuals. And as I was going through this transformative process, and as you know, anytime that you, you face something that's life-threatening, it really impacts us in a very deep way that, that is at times difficult to put into words, but it really forces you to kind of take a look at where you are and, and what you want to be and what you want to do and and who you surround yourself with. So as I was going through this process, I I came in contact with Front Row Foundation and John Vroman. And it really took my life to this whole new level. After I was a recipient for the live event of my choice, and they sent me to this amazing concert. And at that concert, they actually... I don't know how they did it, but basically I ended up on stage with Sarah McLaughlin. That was my, my concert of choice. And I ended up sitting on stage. And as I looked out from the audience, I, I realized that I was actually sitting on, on the stage of my life. I was, I, I was not only sitting in the front row, which is the name of the organization, but I was actually sitting on the stage of my life. And it was after that moment and actually after a chance meeting of receiving your book um, and, and really going into depth and look at, reading The Miracle Morning, I, I really just kind of put all of those pieces together and decided that if this was the life that, that I was given, whatever it might be and whatever challenges might come, I wanted to live my best life. Hmm. And so that was the moment. It was, it was a culmination of all of these different events. I mean, actually, I was going through chemo. And at the same time that I'm going through chemo and I'm having this physical transformation, I was right parallel having this emotional and, and spiritual and, and intellectual transformation. And so it was after that, that time that things just kind of took off. And I really started to really search out ways in which to take my life to this next level. Wow. Wow. I mean, talk about, you know, it, it's something that sometimes for some of us, or well, Tony Robbins said, right, it takes either moments of inspiration or desperation. And, um, and I think that, you know, sometimes both, right? Like the kind of the, 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 the perfect storm of desperation that leads to inspiration, which it sounds like, um, you know, for, for you was really a catalyst for this purpose now that, that you're living. So, um, so powerful. So what, uh, the, the, the overcoming or the transcending of the cancer was there, you know, do you have that, I mean, when was that moment when you found out you were cancer free and that you had, had, had made it through that? So I finished my cancer treatments in the summer of 2014. Well, actually not until the fall when everything was done. So almost a year after being diagnosed. And I think the moment that it, that it really started to take my life back was I had a scan. I was having some, some symptoms and I had a scan kind of soon after my treatments ended. And it was after that scan when it came back 
that, that they could not find any evidence of cancer. It's called NED, which is no evidence of disease. And it was after that, that moment where I realized, okay, well, I don't know how long that, that I'll have this same diagnosis right in front of me of, of being cancer-free, but I have it right now. And I think that's something that I've had to hold on to because I think that before cancer, myself along with probably most everyone has this kind of innocence related to time. Hmm. We think that time is this, this infinite, this thing that, that we've been given and we don't imagine ourselves having illnesses or facing great challenges until much later in life. But the truth is none of us know how much time we have. None of us, you know, it's, it's kind of this, this illusion, this, this beautiful illusion of time. And so I, I didn't have that beautiful illusion in front of me anymore. So I realized if I want to do something, I have to do it today. Hmm. So it kind of lit this fire within, within me to really take charge and say, I want to have these things in my life and I want to give back, which I think is even more important. And I, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to do it now. I love it. So many people wait, right? It's like, oh, when I have more time, I'll help others, or when I have more money, I'll help others, or when I, you know, right? Like, or 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 when 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 all the stars align, I'll pursue my dreams and my goals and live my purpose. And uh, I think that's such a powerful lesson, right? That that don't you can't wait to be great. One of my mentors, Kevin Bracey, used to always say that. Don't wait to be great, right? Don't. What are you waiting for? Stop waiting. You don't wait to be great. And um, I love that. I think that's uh, just so powerful. Um, so, Melissa, talk about you were at Best Year Ever last year, and the uh, since then you accomplished some pretty big goals, and and, and some uh, you know w- 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 the one in particular was very measurable. Uh, so, it's t- yeah, talk about that. What are, what are the top three goals you achieved after Best Year Ever Blueprint, and then what are the top three uh, lessons that you can share with our listeners that they can immediately implement to improve you know their results and, and the goals that they're working towards? So, I, I did. I do want to discuss the top three goals, but before I do, the one thing that I want to say, the thing that I actually took away from the BYEB event was was just this, this inspirational feeling of, yes, I can. And I think that, I think when we carry the yes, I can with me, I think that we can. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I took away from the event, being surrounded in this room of all of these individuals saying, yes, I can. Yes, I can give back. Yes, I can accomplish these goals. I think that when we all gather together with that focus, it's amazing what we can accomplish. So, so with the three goals, the first thing that I accomplished was the book. And actually, it, that kind of started at the event, which is amazing. I I, I you know, I was introduced to the self-publishing school and I, I chatted with a couple of individuals that after I, I did my speaking engagement, they said, maybe you should write a book. And I said, well, maybe I should write a book. I don't know. I, wow. I guess I yeah, yeah, I could do this. And actually what started me on the path of writing the book was two things. The first thing was I didn't want to just write a book. Hmm. I wasn't okay with just writing a book. If I had a mission and a purpose I was okay with writing the book. And, and of course, everyone should do it for whatever their reasons are. But my two reasons were I did not want other individuals to feel it. I wanted other individuals to know they are not alone. And what other tra- whatever tragedy or whatever, whatever adverse 
event they are experiencing, they are not alone in that, that there are other people out there. So that was the primary reason. The second reason was to raise money for Front Row Foundation. And I, that was important to me. It was so important to me that I find a way to give back to an organization that gives to so many individuals. So writing the book was my first goal. And mm. I would not have done that without going to the event. And so that is huge. The other thing was I have it has been a lifelong dream to become a professor at a university because I, that's one of my ways of giving back is to teach others. I've done a, so many trainings and so many speaking engagements, but I really being in the classroom setting and really fostering the development of those individuals that will go on after me is so important to me. And so I was offered a position as as a professor this year at Virginia Commonwealth University as an adjunct faculty member. And it was a huge goal of mine. And I think going back to being at the event and receiving that inspiration of yes, I can was why I kept that door open. Hmm. And I think the third thing that I accomplished or the third goal was just that to focus on my goals, to really put those goals in perspective and gain that clarity on what the goals are, setting goals, and then carrying out those goals. So I really think that those are the three main things that, that I carried away from the event and, and really the th three things that, that I accomplished within the last year. I really want to acknowledge you. I mean, it's, you know, you're, um, like you're you're living by example you know what i mean like they say you know the best way to lead is lead by example and you're you're living and you're you're leading by example melissa so i, I really just want to commend you for that it's really it really is a, you're really an inspiration very much so thank you and then the three things that i the three things that i learned my life lessons yeah one is connect to connect with others, to connect with the world around you. So much of the time we spend time talking about connecting or we plan to connect or we email about connecting, but we don't truly connect with the world around us. And a great example of this was after I had written the book and I was, you know, in this fever of trying to get the book out there and, and really trying to spread my mission. And I thought to myself, if I could just spread my mission, I can raise all this money for this great organization. And why wouldn't people want to buy the book? Because it's for this great cause. And, and so I just was, I was pouring all this energy into it. And then I would become deflated at times. And one morning I woke up and I was crying and it was because I realized I was not living my book. I had become so wrapped up in the book that I had stopped living what I write about. And that is to connect with people. And the minute I stopped with this feverish pace and I, I put down the book and I started connecting with other human beings and other organizations was when the book really started to take on a life of its own. Wow. So that is the first life lesson that I have learned. I want to um, mention, by the way, so I'm sorry to, to cut no, in, but you're, I'm looking at, I'm on Amazon looking at your reviews and you have a hundred percent five-star reviews, which is really rare. Um, and, and the reviews are, you know, just a reflection of your, your, the way you live, that your purpose and mission. So I'm, I'm going to just read a, f a few snippets here. So raw, honest, triumphant says Kate Elliott. I am in awe of your strength 
your committed love to Susie and your daughters and your commitment and determination to live through this trauma. Um, I mean, just, you know, the, how does it feel to to hear that, to, to have somebody write, you know, take the time to, to write uh, about the impact that you're you're making in in their life when at this point you know at one point I mean when you were at best year ever you weren't even thinking of writing a book and and now how, how does it feel to hear that and, and to know that you're making this impact so I think that it's an amazing feeling and I think the moment when I said no matter what I think this book is a success is when I received a review from someone who said I just read your book. I've been recently diagnosed with cancer and now I know that I'm not alone. Hmm. And I thought, and there you have it. I mean, that, that was it. That was, yeah. that was the reason for writing the book. So to know that it's out there helping people and inspiring people, even if it's just to get up and fight one more day, yeah. then, then it was worth every moment of, of writing this book. So, so thank you for reading that review and, and, I think the reviews from others is that it's such a key component because it lets me know that hey it it really is inspiring other people. So so that's really important. Yeah. So I think one of the other life lessons for me was really about setting goals and achieving goals. As to where before cancer and before this life transformation, I I was always definitely a individual I, I won an award um for too stubborn to fit too stubborn to fail <laughs> um when I was training for a marathon because I injured my knees to the point where the sports physician said um you cannot finish this marathon the only way you could finish is if you did water running and I had no idea what water running was but I soon soon learned that you what you do is you get this flotation device and you run in the water at Gold Gym in a pool for hours. And I did it every day for two months. And I finished the marathon. So I, I think I've always been an individual that if I set my mind to something, I really give 110%. However, I don't know that I ever paid attention to what my goals really were. I don't know that I ever really sat with myself and I said, what is it that I really want to do and how do I prioritize those things in my life? And so that is what I have been given. That is the life lesson that I have learned is not just to set goals randomly, but to really set those goals. And one thing that you talk about in your book is setting those intentions. And I've really tried to follow that. So every night I'll set intentions for the next day. And they might be really small, but I really try to meet those specific things rather than add 10 others to the list before I, I complete those tasks at hand. So that's a second life lesson. And then the final life lesson is living in the moment. Hmm. You know, we spend a lot of time living in the past or living in the future and not enough time living for right now. And I don't mean for six hours from now. I literally mean for right at this moment. Before all of this, if I was doing this podcast, I might be trying to check my emails because I just <laughs> wanted to get it all done because sure. there's so much to do. And now I'm doing nothing else. I'm literally sitting here talking to you and I'm I, glad you're not checking your emails. I know. I know. <laughs> and and there is no doubt in my mind that that it will it will show 
in the interview that I'm actually fully engaged in this process with you rather than trying to engage myself in 15 other things. So I really think living in the moment and being present in the moment is one of one of the largest life lessons that I have learned. What are some ways I'd love I'd love to expand on that um, because living in the moment is something that is I mean it's ever since I read did did you ever read the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle I absolutely did yes. right when you read that you realize like oh wow the essence of life is the moment <laughs> like you know not, nothing else is real the past doesn't exist anymore the future doesn't exist yet and every the only thing that's ever existed is this moment and then this moment. And then this moment, right? And it's always this moment. And that's all that's real. And yet we're always typically, you know, thinking about the past, worried about the future, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, so I'd love to hear if you have any, any, just any expansion on like how, how to do, how does someone do that? Like, is it meditation? Is it, um, is it through breath? Is it pausing? I mean, do you, what are some, some tactical ways that you, uh, that you apply the lesson to be able to actually live in the moment? So I think it's all of the above and then some. So I, I do practice meditation hmm. and I try to practice daily meditation. I The summer is a little more challenging for me because no one is perfect and <laughs> my, my children um, are with me all of the time, which is absolutely wonderful, but it's hard to find that time. But I also, you know, try to stick to my morning routine of getting up and really doing these things first on my list that are the self-care acts, such as meditation. So I think meditation is one of them. I think breath is obviously very important, taking a pause when needed. I think another thing that is crucial is really saying to yourself, what am I gaining right now from this moment? So, and I'll give an example of this. So let's say that you're at a, like I was in Vermont this year and I took no pictures or maybe like I took five. I could have spent the whole time behind my phone being the person behind the camera taking all the photos. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been in them. Mm. And I really equate that to a life moment. So I, I really wouldn't have been physically in them, but I also wouldn't have been a part of that moment. I would have been taking photos of that moment. And that's not to say that photos aren't important because they are, but there is something to be said for taking that photo in your mind because you're actually seeing it. Wow. So I think that's really a key thing is just to say to yourself, you know, if you find yourself multitasking, say to yourself, what am I gaining from this moment right now? And what do I want to gain from this moment right now? And it might be that there are times where we do have to do, um, we have to multitask, but you know, I, I think that there is something to be said for really deciding when that is essential and when it's essential that we just sit with one one thing at a time um melissa that, uh, you just reminded me of uh, a passage that i have in my affirmations and it's actually a, it's a screenshot from the book that we just mentioned the power of now and and for all of you achieve your goals listeners i'm going to read this because this is what i read every morning to remind me to be in the moment and actually give some tactical ways to do that. So Melissa, are you okay if I read this passage from uh, Power of Now? Absolutely. Cool. Here we go. Just become intensely conscious of the present moment. This is a deeply satisfying thing to do. In this way, you draw consciousness away from mind activity and create a gap of no mind in which you are highly alert and aware, but not thinking. This is the essence of meditation. 
in your everyday life. You can practice this by taking any routine activity that normally is only a means to an end and giving it your fullest attention so that it becomes an end in itself. For example, every time you walk up and down the stairs in your house or place of work, pay close attention to every step, every moment, even your breathing. Be totally present. Or when you wash your hands, pay attention to all the sense perceptions associated with the activity, the sound and feel of the water, the movement of your hands, the scent of the soap, and so on. Or when you get into your car, after you close the door, pause for a few seconds and observe the flow of your breath. Become aware of a silent but powerful sense of presence. There is one certain criterion by which you can measure your success in this practice the degree of peace that you feel within. And I, I read that every morning because, you know, because otherwise I run up the stairs and I wash my hands really quick and I get in the car and I go, you know what I mean? Like we just go, 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 go. Yes. And like we're missing out on the essence of life, which is the present moment. Um, so I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. And uh, Melissa, any, 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 last, any last words or thoughts uh, to share with the listeners? And of course, I'd love to know where people, you know, let people know where they can find you and, and your book. So I think that the last thing that I would share is we all fall down. We all have moments where we lose that ability to focus on the here and now. We lose that ability to set goals and achieve those goals. We, we get lost, essentially. And I think that that's okay because I think that when we discover our way back, when we fight our way back, I think that's when we really achieve those life lessons that we will carry with us. So I think that's what I want to say to the listeners is, as I'm saying all of these things, it doesn't mean that I am successful at each one of these things every day. I'm not. What it does mean is that I always get back up and I try again. And so I think that can be applied to our business, our personal practice, our relationship practice. I think it can be applied to most things we do in life. I absolutely, absolutely agree, and, and thank you for that, uh, Melissa. Well, it's been it's been a joy talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the uh, the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, and if people want to find me, they yes. can go to reconstructedliving.com. That is my website, and it will link you to everything else. But my book is available on Amazon. And like you said, it's Reconstruction, Defying Cancer, and Building a More Purposeful Life. And, you know, I also say to the listeners, you know, check out all of the other amazing inspirational books out there because there are so many awesome writers um, that are really putting some great material out there. And, and I think we can all learn from one another. So, yeah, again, agree 100%. Uh, well, it's been a joy. Thank you so much. And uh, and and for anybody listening, um, if you have not yet signed up for Best Year Ever Blueprint and you want to join me and Melissa and uh, you know about probably four hundred other goal achievers as well as my uh, my good buddy John Berghoff uh, at the Best Year Ever Blueprint this year, go to bestyeareverlive.com. And uh, as I always say, just just scroll down a little bit and watch the, that video you see there toward the top. 
and you'll know within it's a three minute video and you'll you'll get to see what the whole thing is about and you'll either know that that is somewhere you definitely want to be uh the second weekend in december or you'll know that you want to be as far away from possible from those inspired weirdos <laughs> you know uh engaged in planning their best year ever so uh all right cool best year ever uh, or, i keep calling best year ever uh, podcast goal achievers appreciate you love you thank you so much for tuning in and uh, i will talk to you next week and melissa uh, appreciate you we'll talk to you soon thanks so much you got it take care everybody and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast you can find links to all the resources mentioned in this episode as well as all the past podcast episodes over at hellera.com slash podcast also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellera.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review because rating and reviews truly are the best way for more people to find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. Well, all right, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.